Hello there. When we are thinking, we are not present with all of us. We're not present with our bodies. We're not present with the way that we feel. We're engaged only in the thoughts as they continuously unfold, regardless of where those thoughts take us, whether they be positive or negative. And this process is highly unconscious. Unconscious to the degree that most of the time, even though we're completely involved with our own thoughts, we have no idea what we're actually thinking. In the modern world, we cope with our minds. If something is too painful to experience physically or emotionally because we feel powerless to change it, we cope by retreating into the mind. We give thought all of our attention. Pretty soon we don't rule the mind, the mind rules us instead. A thought is only as powerful as the interest that you give it. A thought that's not interesting to the mind, the mind doesn't actually think exists. The only thing which the mind is convinced exists is something that it has interest in, which is partly why you're not really conscious of what you've been thinking about, for the most part. The mind is not ever present, because the thoughts that are being responded to by the law of attraction are always about what's next. It is the mechanism for expansion. The you that is getting pulled in or sucked in, the aspect of you that can have interest to these thoughts, is the real you. It's the you that exists beyond the thoughts. If you were actually your thoughts, you couldn't observe them. If you were your thoughts, you couldn't say, ah, oh, I was thinking about fill in the blank, or I was having the thought fill in the blank. This is what we've been calling the spirit or the soul. What's essential is for the soul to watch and observe the thoughts that are being thought, not only by itself, but also being perceived by itself. Thoughts that may not even belong to it. You can't look at your thoughts and be inside them at the same time. The best way to understand this is almost like an artist can't also be his own painting, and yet his painting is still an extension of himself. But here's where your thoughts get a bit more complex. Thoughts aren't only created by your mind. The reality is your thought does not only create thoughts, it also perceives thoughts, thoughts that may not even belong to you. So let's say, for example, that you get on an airplane and you sit down in the seat, and you think about a plane crash. Because the law of attraction responds to thoughts, not just things, you, if you focus on that plane crash for only 16 seconds, will begin a chain of attraction where any thought that's been thought that may be residual in that plane, maybe thought by other passengers, maybe passengers who rode the plane before, will now be perceived by your mind, and you'll perceive them as your own. This is usually what causes us to spiral downward into a panic. This is a problem, because if we do this for just over a minute, we begin to attract physical experiences that are a match to the frequency of those thoughts. For example, if we're in panic because of the thought of crashing in an airplane, we tend to attract experiences that enhance the panic. Things like turbulence or electrical malfunctions or meeting people that have been in plane crashes before. Because thoughts attract thoughts, we can see this as a kind of momentum, an unconscious momentum. So the best way to understand this, because the analogy's momentum, is a runaway train. Thoughts attract more thoughts, attract more thoughts of a like frequency, and because they're of a similar frequency, and it tends to make us feel even more exaggerated emotion, we tend to spiral downwards and feel worse and worse and worse and worse. 
Because this kind of thought train is like a runaway train, literally, one of the best things that we can do if we want to halt that process of manifestation and also emotional discomfort is to learn how to stop thought. To learn how to pull the momentum out of it. Stopping thought is like stopping the momentum of a runaway train so you can direct it instead. Directing thought is quite powerful, not just for your own life experience, in terms of how you feel, but also what you're capable of manifesting here. Doing this is to put your own mind in a position to be used like an instrument instead of being used by your own mind. So the first thing to understand about stopping thought is that you cannot not think about something. We live in a universe that is based on the law of attraction. That's essentially a law of inclusion. It means there is no such thing as exclusion in this universe. There is no such thing as not. So, for example, let's say I say, don't think about lemons. You're thinking about lemons. And the more that you try to not think about lemons, the more you're thinking about lemons. So, what does this teach us? You can't not think a thought. So, how do you stop thought then? What you do is you pick something, one very simple and small thought, to focus all of your attention on. You dedicate all of your attention to that thought or that thing. You make sure that the thing you're focusing on is not a complex or a big thought. Also, make sure it is something you don't have a lot of feeling or other thoughts about. Some of my own personal favorites are the image of a blue sky, a white sheet of paper, a part of my body like my knee, the sound of my own breathing, the sound of a faucet or air conditioner, a solid color that appeals to me on a given day, a mantra or a heartbeat. You will notice that when thoughts come to you, they come to you like a wormhole or like the opening of a vacuum cleaner that kind of suck you in. They have a sort of gravity all their own. What they're trying to do is rob your attention. Now the issue is, as soon as they rob your attention and you lend your attention to it, you increase the point of attraction of that thought and it's a match to other thoughts and other thoughts and other thoughts and pretty soon you are watching a linear storyline that is taking you in the opposite direction of the thing you wanted to actually be focused on. For example, instead of focusing on a blank blue sky, perhaps you'll realize you have relived an event that happened earlier that day. It's like a trance. When this happens, this hijacking, I want you to say it out loud, the thought that you were thinking, or in your own mind. So for example, if I am trying to focus on a blue sky, and I notice that I'm thinking a thought about what happened that day, I will say mentally to myself, or out loud, thinking a thought about the situation that happened earlier today. When you do that, you have stepped out of that wormhole, out of that chain of thinking, you are observing it instead. And because you have called it out on its showing up, and you're standing outside of it, you have halted the momentum and you have stopped the gravity of that train of thought. You're watching it instead of actively thinking it. When you do this exercise, you will notice your mind rebelling. Like a wild horse, it will fight for your attention. But soon the thoughts will subside. You will feel the peace of focusing on what feels like nothing. So what I'm asking for you to do is to not get frustrated when this process happens. When this process happens, simply direct your attention back to whatever simple thing you decided to focus on. If your thoughts are particularly pervasive, either visually or auditorily, 
you can add a variation to the exercise, and that is to create some distancing from the thoughts that you're thinking. For example, if I have pervasive visual thoughts, maybe if I'm trying to focus on something like a blank color, it constantly gets hijacked by an image of another thought that I'm thinking, I may see the image of that thought that popped up as a piece of paper that crumples and goes into a waste paper basket. So I have somewhere to put it or to put them. Perhaps if I'm focusing on a blue sky, I may see the thoughts that are trying to hijack my attention as clouds that drift past my vision. If they are a pervasive auditory thought, you can imagine hearing a vacuum sucking each one of them in as they show up so you can't hear them anymore. Feel free to get as creative with this as you would like to, with ways to lovingly disable the thoughts as they try to rob your attention. And just continue to redirect your attention back to the original thing you chose to focus on. Make sure that when these thoughts come up to rob your attention, you don't begin to resist them. In other words, you don't pull away from them and you also don't try to block them. All that does is in fact feed them with more energy. So instead, you want to take this attitude of lovingly acknowledging and accepting to the point of even welcoming the fact that they have come and lovingly organizing them in the direction of where you want them to go so that they aren't the ones that are ruling you. Expect that in the beginning especially, but potentially for the remainder of your practice, this will be how it is. This continual attempt of the thoughts to rob your attention and the continual redirecting your focus back towards something else. So don't get frustrated with this if no matter what you do, you can't stop the thoughts from coming. That's not the point. The point is to be able to control your own momentum. And momentum in this universe is attention. Know that the more you practice this, the more easy it becomes. Soon you'll be able to stop thought even without closing your eyes. Practicing stopping thought not only means that you pull the momentum out of the painful chain of attraction and process of creation, which you can be engaged in unconsciously in life, and you can consciously put all of the momentum of your attention in the direction of things that feel good and thus creations that feel good. I cannot tell you how good life can feel once you realize you have this choice. Have a good week.